You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Heart of Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 174 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm your host today, Jeremiah Morrill. On my left is co-host, Zach Bircham. On my right, another co-host, Sean Rao. What are we talking about today, Mr. Zachary? We got some COVID updates for the people that are still paying attention to that stuff. And then the sports world is imploding quickly again so we have the sports desk today chase payton was supposed to be here and instead we have empty chair the peg Stefandel empty chair so yeah. congratulations to all of us we'll work through it we'll fight our way through it but, and then uh i don't know the world's falling apart in wisconsin too yeah so we have to talk about that and then sean's here and he's been he's sucked it up and he's gonna talk us through the political conventions yeah. that are happening oh, this week yes so we're going to cringe our way through all of this. We're in this together. This is a team sport. We'll find a way. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. No laughs are guaranteed tonight, though. However, you'll always learn something new. Like if you listen to the very beginning of the Facebook video, you know how cringeworthy Paul Tracy was on NBC Sports Network on Friday. Or any day. Or anytime. Yeah, literally anytime. Got some Patreon thank you, Zach. Yep. Uh, yeah, of course, it's. it's I, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't interrupt, but I will. You're welcome to do the Patreon thank yous if you want to, Sean. You are. You can jump in at any time. But Zach has been pinch hitting, so I. I let you. I'll let you decide. We, we have some Patreon thank yous. Thank you, Craig DaCosta, Chris Lamb, Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, Anthony Meyer. Yes. And what do they? What do they do to achieve that thank you? They're good Patreon subscribers. They're, con- they're contributing $50 or more every uh, month. See now, yeah. Which is every why it's month. so nice and comfortable Prestigious. in here. It is a golden club. Yeah. A golden club. So we should all aspire. We also have to wish a very happy birthday to one of those patrons. Christy Avery, 26 years old today. She may have aged one year since the Patreon. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> check the records. I assume that that's pretty close, though. So happy birthday, Christy. Amazing. Got some stuff you can buy in the uh, T-Chip stores, uh, tchip.com slash B-H-O-L one, two, three, or four. Masks are out there now. Zach, did you get your mask? Not yet. Not yet. Me either. See, I didn't even know I've masks got, were available. I've gotten a sort yeah. of masks already. This is exciting news. I'm really hoping to not have to buy any more masks. Are you masks. telling me we were late to the mask party and we missed the window? <laughs> it's too late. The governor well, looked at his hope? shadow and there's 30 more days of mask wearing. You need to order your mask. <laughs> And there are mugs as well. If you go to tchip.com slash BHOL mug, you can get your coffee cup. You can start your morning with a little boss hog, put a little something in your cup or a Saturday morning. You can have coffee with a little Irish, Irish cream, Kentucky bourbon whiskey, whatever you're into. How do you take your coffee, Zach? Well, Zach's over there, but I'm drinking coffee. I don't drink coffee. Actually, (laughs) That was, that was the joke. It was a fake out. Sean, Sean, how do you take your coffee? Uh, cream and a little, uh, stevia, stevia, stevia. And then you immediately have to run to the bathroom because what no. Stevie did to you. <laughs> no, it's just it's just a delightful little treat in the morning. Wow, we are getting hit with full it. soundboard over there from Mystery Producer Sarah. Work on your game. I don't want to hear any Minecraft Minesweeper or whatever is going on over there. I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear any. Uh, I don't want to hear any creepers go off, and I don't want to hear any any clicks of of mice because you're because uh, you're over there sweeping for mines. I don't know what's going on with the mystery producer, but he must be on a supplement because he finally got the ability to grow a beard. That's <laughs> the last episode. It's like the Stig over there. Yeah. It's, that's what we have. It's probably Mike Skinner. It's my guess. Guess is Mike Skinner is over there. All right. So COVID update. The governor made an announcement this week. Did anybody pay attention? It was, it was an everyday press conference, two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon for months. Governor Holcomb would come out and tell us what freedoms he was taking away. Did anybody watch this week? 
I bowling and rim. I did not. Sean did not. You were probably saving somebody from. I was a probably working. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, uh, did you did you see it? Are you aware of what he did? I was aware of what he did. I, I read it it's somewhere online with somebody probably complaining about it, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that that was almost up. Yeah, I, just, I was like, I just kind of assumed that this is. This is our life now. It's a standing order, yeah. This is until further notice. That's what I thought, too. And that's kind of what I felt, is that he's been doing these as 30 days at a time, Mm -hmm. and we are so far into this damn thing now that I've just, like, I've lost track. Yeah, 30 more days. The carrot keeps moving out. Now it's just a formality of, oh, yeah, we probably ought to extend that thing. It just continues. I have to to complete a log for every week that I work from home. (laughs) And I'm now on week 21. You're running out of tabs on your screen. And there were two weeks, two weeks that we just didn't work. So I'm actually on, um, it's been 23 weeks since I was at my office for anything. So it's, yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, this was supposed to be like two weeks. Leases are going to start expiring on commercial office space in downtown Indianapolis and all across the country. And they're just not going to happen anymore. People are not going to run. I know a guy who comes into town for the 500. He lives in Virginia and it's been rough for him. And he's a commercial cleaning guy. And it's because he's gotten into some side business for, or like expand his business into like sanitizing, but people don't need their offices clean because nobody's in their offices to dirty them. So he's had his work kind of dry up. It's been, it's just, this is non-existent. I, I think we are finally at the point where we formed habits that I don't know that we're going to, we're going to fix them, Sean. You guys, I mean, you're trying to adapt and get back to normal life now in the uh, in the criminal justice world. In the, in the criminal justice world, crime stopped for about three weeks. <laughs> to start figuring it out again, they put a moratorium on crime. Now, in, in our in our world, jury trials are going to start soon. It's just kind of a case by case basis or county by county. But people keep getting arrested. People people need to get divorced. People need to file bankruptcy. Do they really need to get divorced. That's what they think. So. <laughs> Yes, people do need to get divorced. Uh, so it, it it keeps going. So we've found ways to to keep that going. But um, there's word of a juror aquarium. There, <laughs> there's a there's a system uh, set up in one of our uh, county courts uh, for for jurors in a safe and I think appropriate way. Picture just, a subway sandwich maker. Sneeze guard. It's a lot of plexiglass. And you're surrounded on all six sides. But if you're going to cram <laughs> that many people into a room. I mean, that is the business that yes. somebody should have bought into in March. Plexiglass. Plexiglass. Oh, yeah. Because there has to, I'd like to know how many square feet of plexiglass. I, have been I was, sold. I, I didn't want to tell you guys this, but I was really big into plexiglass futures. Oh, no. And so I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to brag say. about my wealth. So are you announcing <laughs> but, your retirement? I, <laughs> One more year, guys. Then but, I'm done. But I'm the, done. the next That's Pacifica it. is going to be all leather with a sunroof. The sunroof would be awesome. And, and, the, te- glass sunroof, and, and the little and the little TVs on the back of the seats for the kids, you know. You make them hold their iPads now? Yes. Okay. Like what like kind of savages? Peasants. They, savages. They have to live like peasants. They probably have <laughs> ten, ten, tennis elbow on both elbows from just. That's right. Just the, what do the Bertram kids do? Do they get TVs? In the in the Tahoe in the no, Tahoe life, there is there. a TV in the Tahoe, um, but it's small because it's a 2005 TV, and uh, but they have Kindles too. So if I'm if we're going for a long way, I'll hotspot them, and they can they'll play on their Kindle. We took a a trip in ours. We had seven people heading to the casino as a good family would last weekend. On uh, <laughs> seven of us back to the casino. Our family values, baby. Hey, look, I there was. <laughs> We had a, a recent 21-year-old in the vehicle, and I said, listen, I'm going to teach Proper. you all about roulette. Yeah. So we got in, and we went to the casino. Some of them had never been before, and uh, Sarah was uh, Sarah was riding in the back, and I pushed the... I hit the wrong button. You ever hit the wrong button, Zach? I oh, pushed that. the wrong button on the thing, and I, instead of ejecting my CD, I ejected my DVD. It was a DVD I hadn't seen in two years. Like, hey, we don't use it a lot. There's, not, there's never anybody in the backseat of the vehicle. <laughs> we have so like, we found our Mean Girls copy. <laughs> Who was watching Mean Girls on a road trip? Uh, who do you think? Jeremiah. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if, you're, if you've got a long drive to Chicago, uh, you just lean yeah. back from the front seat and you can get a little glance of it. Uh, my wife's probably chomped at the bit for, for Owen to be old enough to put in the front seat so she can say, hey, you, you want to ride in the front with daddy? I'm going to go in the back and watch a movie. What's the appropriate age for that? I literally have no oh, idea. Oh, probably at this point, probably like 27 or 28, yeah. the way that you're going. <laughs> as long as he's wearing his mask. I, th- I think he has to be like five feet tall before he's out of a booster. 
when they're when they're not no longer eligible to be covered under the parents' health insurance, yeah, under yeah. Obamacare, that's when they can write. I, mean, I knew, seat. yeah, because it was hadn't gotten crazy yet. But I knew a kid that really should have taken his driving test on a booster seat. He was not. He was like four ten or four eleven. I think it's five feet. So yeah, I keep checking booster I, seat and pedal extensions. I mean, oh yeah, and platform shoes. That's horrible. Boom. So if you are a patron. Uh, you get added to a super secret Facebook group that uh, that is only there for our Patreon members, and you get a copy of the show notes. You go to the show notes, and today there is a BroBible.com article that I put in there specifically for Chase, who is now an empty chair. <laughs> and it was an article that I thought he was going to love because it was all about his school, Notre Dame. And it says, bro. Bro. BroBible.com. Bro. Uh, the Big Ten thought the SEC and the ACC were going to cancel and follow suit. And Notre Dame, Indiana's own Notre Dame University, said uh, football is really important to us, mm-hmm. so we're going to go change sides. We're going to be an ACC team, and that literally that led to the ACC continuing to play football, which gave the SEC, the Southeastern Southeastern Conference, where they drink lemonade and drink bourbon among uh, things, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> I drink a uh, lot down there. I would imagine at college football season. Listen, I, I, I every time I think of an SEC football deal, I just think of a guy in a white polo and a visor. I just oh, Steve yeah. Spurrier all yep. day long. That's yep. the ultimate old ball coach. Yeah, exactly. The ultimate uh, SEC stereotype is Steve Spurrier. That's who I picture every time. Well, see, Notre Dame made a real misstep here. Notre Dame screwed up because they're an independent, and you just wait. For all the other teams to say, or all the other leagues say, you know, we can't do this. Because, Mission accomplished. We're the champions. Because our student athletes are student athletes, and they're not, you know, professionals that we make money off of. And uh, Notre Dame could have taken the field every single week and uh, been coordinated national champions. They could have been it. By forfeit. So the Big Ten is still thinking that they might. There was, there was a renegade plan a few a few days ago about maybe five or six Big Ten teams that were going to do a special thing themselves. And now the latest rumor from buckeyeswire.usatoday.com. My favorite paper of record. A proud Gannett entity. <laughs> I think they record their podcasts on a potato by speakerphone as well. Mm. Um, they're saying that it might be great for the spring football season, which really would, be, would start December, January, February, March, would be all dome-based. And if you look around, none of the Big Ten teams have domes. Is there a college football team with a dome? No, no. I was gonna say. So. Well, yes, Syracuse, but they play in the ACC. Well, Minnesota did back in the uh, back in the days of the Metro Metrodome, but they don't do that anymore. No, they have U.S. Uh, they the whatever bank, not the yeah. U.S. Bank field that the Vikings play at now, but the field that the Vikings played at between yes. the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome yes. and the U.S. Bank Stadium. They borrowed that whatever TC Ameritrade bank yes. by Waycross and Wachovia or whatever. I don't know what the name of it is. Uh, somebody will look it up and put it in the chat so, for us. So they're going to downgrade their capacity and play some NFL stadiums. So I think they're going to slum it. And potentially this article said that there are still st- dome stadiums and the, the clickbait link photograph was of Lucas oil. So potentially you could see two football games a weekend at Lucas oil, January, February, March, how is this going to work if they're not in an actual bubble? Double header. I mean, like in a bubble system, because I, I'm a hockey fan. Right. As, as longtime listeners of the show would see me in a Blackhawks hat. How are your um, Washington Capitals doing? My, <laughs> I'm a Washington Generals fan now. Um, so the NHL went to this bubble system. They put the West West Conference in Edmonton and the Eastern Conference in Toronto. And they they started off with everybody testing negative. Thousands of tests all the time. Everybody's been negative. Because there's plenty of tests available. For the NHL or for a large company or a large corporation because that's America. And, or Canada. Or Canada. Well, it's, yeah. So, <laughs> both. Uh, but you're going to have to give up this illusion that they're student athletes to do this. I still think that you're still going to have to go to a bubble system. You're still going to have to keep them sequestered from student life and have them go to classes and all those things in order for this to work. And that kind of gives up the illusion of college football, which is these kids are amateurs as opposed to these kids are making a lot of money for my school. And that's, you know, so college football wasn't willing to do that in the fall to go to the bubble system. 
They so were ready to admit that. Why would they do that? Why would they do that in the spring? Because it's desperate times and desperate times. But they're going to have to give up that illusion that they're student athletes or or amateurs. There is money on the line. Fox Sports needs Lots content. Of Lots of money. I was getting that, and there's probably money that would be owed potentially back to a television Absolutely. network if you don't give them. And the, the Big the, Ten no, network needs programming. And then the the. the there's only the so much figures. Iowa classic football yeah. I can watch. And the, the, and the like the money figure the exchanges hands. God, for, Dallas Clark is amazing though. For for TV contracts is staggering. Yeah. I don't know what special project that uh, Don't be rude. That Stig producer is working on over there, but he has it <laughs> hot. Nathan Criswell, the uh the hero of the moment, TCF Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. There you go. So you can look forward to potentially January, February, March, Big Ten football in cities such as Minneapolis, Syracuse, which is not in Big Ten country, and it's not really the Midwest, but it's close enough. Detroit or Detroit, depending upon how French you are. St. Louis, which has been abandoned by the NFL, and Indianapolis. That's if the players don't unionize. I don't know if they're allowed to. I mean, Mitch Daniels, (laughs) have you seen the blade Mitch Daniels at work lately? He's been grabbing kids two at a time and just throwing them off campus. For unionizing. <laughs> Get out of here. For doing anything. Do anything. For doing anything. And also in university news, NC State, North Carolina State, has today decreed that all students have to be thrown out of university housing. Not in your show notes, but it just happened. So COVID's so out of control and wild there that uh, nobody can stay on campus anymore. But thank you for the tuition money. But thanks for the tuition money. I don't know how you can do your labs. You can do everything else through Zoom and argue with your professors about what time zone things were due in. Because the professors are probably on the beach now at this point. But uh, thanks for that. And now, if everybody goes online, we can, we're in a bubble. You can play sports. The biggest real tragedy are the people that are like, yeah, let's go ahead and get that tuition check. And uh, last about a week. I don't Stupid. know. <laughs> I don't know who made the decision that they were going to decide to send their kids back to school. Like, Why? Why would you go if you, because if you had a that's kid at the IU way things Purdue. are and things should be normal? And Trump tells me that things should go back to normal and kids should be back in school. And I think that, too. You said today I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> I, I, obviously, we're joining in progress. The producer the is just over there. He's got he's got the hot hand. He's right now. Uh, I, I don't know if he has any Joe Biden or George Jorgensen over there, but he's getting ready to cause a stroke over here for me. I mean, we know for sure, though, because of how active oh, he is on, in the man. show without saying anything. It's not Guffy. No, because, because Guffy, Guffy, would not be, Guffy would just be making arrangements for all of his Guffy's, weekend gambling. Guffy's normally just over there <laughs> drooling. Uh, but uh, here we are. All right. So more sports that's crossing back over into the world of of horrific events. I heard Chase is going to be here. Yeah, oh, I, oh, once again, oh. we planned a very sports-heavy show for chair. Chase. So he's probably at home now playing video games, and it's like, ah, they don't need me. Whatever his conflict I'm was, pet. he's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but he doesn't want to go through the effort of showering and coming into work <laughs> for no pay. Uh, so, very nice. <laughs> Borat is here. <laughs> this is the worst show we've ever done. <laughs> Kenosha, Wisconsin. Which uh, before uh, before this year, I only knew Kenosha from the Kenosha Kickers in Home Alone. That was it, oh, that's great. That's yeah, where, great callback. That's where John uh, John Candy yeah. uh, had huge huge success in the seventies uh, with his polka band. Uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, on uh, beautiful Lake Michigan. I assume it's beautiful. It is. Um, they had a another tragic horrible police action shooting where guy got shot seven times it's in front of a camera so everybody immediately we we i was trying to not pay attention this week and it you can't be on the internet and have a tv on without getting inundated with everybody's version of what the facts are i don't want to debate what those are today because i haven't spent enough time on reddit determining them for myself sean um but Yesterday, it reached a, a boiling point, and all of a sudden, sports started saying, we're not participating. Mm-hmm. So the NBA playoffs are happening right now, and the uh, <clears throat> the Milwaukee Bucks, Kenosha's in, I guess, the greater. Kenosha is probably as close by to, uh, to Milwaukee as we are to Indianapolis mm-hmm. here, um, you know, 40, 50 miles away. Kenosha is a town of like 100,000 people, mm-hmm. so 
it's Muncie in the seventies. Like it's not a massive city, but it's a, it's a big enough community. It'd be like South Bend, Indiana. Now um, it's become ground zero. A fellow by the name of Jacob Blake was shot. Uh, and I don't know what to make of it. I, I'm, I'm saddened by it all. That's the, you know, terrible, terrible tragedy. So that happens, I don't know, Sunday, Monday, and then yesterday, two days ago, depending upon when you're listening to the podcast, it's all time shifted. We know that you guys listen on Sundays while you're cutting the grass. Um, so it, all of our information is old and out of date by the time you get it. Um, <laughs> but there is a link to as of what it was at the moment we did this. There's a Wall Street Journal link in the, uh, in the show notes. Uh, that led to a teenager by the name of Kyle Riddenhouse uh, to leave his home in, uh, it was about 20 miles south uh, of Kenosha in Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, which has become a massive talking point to everybody that's screaming on the internet, uh, to leave his house. Apparently his mother may have driven him, maybe true, may not be, nobody knows. Uh, and he protested and then brought a AR-15, AR-17, AR rifle of some sort. Uh, and there was a video TMZ posted yesterday, two days ago, that was horrific, scary, awful. I looked at it and said, I don't, I couldn't imagine in the dark trying to figure out what the hell is happening anywhere, but there were gunshots, people were running lots and lots of photographers on the scene. Ugly, ugly scene. I looked at it and said, I'm just really glad I'm not there. Mm. I don't know. Did you, uh, did you see the videos, Zach? Or did, are you I saw, aware? I saw bits of it. Um, and there's still stuff coming out on the whole thing. So, like, so it's yeah, it's kind of hard to form an opinion on much of anything now, except getting shot seven times. It just, yeah, not a great situation overall. And then you find, you know, the kid's 17. And um, apparently he'd been hanging around all day or hanging around a chunk of the day and been hanging out with the cops and is what why I heard one account. But, yeah, then he's apparently somebody threw a Molotov cocktail at him, and that's when all... It kind of everything hit the fan, but what happened before that, and then the stuff that happened after that. But yeah, it sounded like I've seen some of the, some of the video, and it's alarming to think that like this is a town that a week ago was fairly normal, and it's like a war zone. I look at it, and I the takeaways I have with with limited information are it's a crazy time to be in any sort of media, whether you're an actual journalist or you're a student from Madison, you know, UW Madison that's going out there taking video, you know, just photo, uh, you're a small town newspaper. You've got telephoto zoom lenses that look like guns. I mean, some of the, from the one video that TMZ posted, I just looked at it and said, I don't know what the hell is happening, but there is no way in hell I want to be any, I I don't want to be there. I would not want to be there covering it. I wouldn't want to be a reporter. I wouldn't want any part of it. Um, and then you look at it and think, oh my God, if I was a police officer trying to investigate this right. and what happened, that job is tr- terrible, but don't worry because Reddit and the, uh, and the, the basement bros are fully researching it and they're doxing everybody and everything that anybody has done. Well, my issue, all of, all of the victims, all of the perpetrators, they are all being investigated. Rittenhouse does not do this in a, in a vacuum to show up to drive across state lines to bring his AR to, to, to walk around some town he's, he may have never been to and and these things don't happen in a vacuum. So what, what compels a 17 year old to walk around the street? I understand he could idolize police and things of that nature, but why aren't law enforcement telling these people we can hand, this is what we get paid to do. Go home. You are an amateur. Go home. This is not for you. 17 year old. You want to call him a kid? He's going to be charged as an adult, I assume, based on the charges that were filed. And they just emboldened these people. And the right-wing media emboldens these people. Tucker Carlson had a disgusting commentary about this on Fox News. And essentially where he's saying, well, what else is he supposed to do than go out there and shoot two people? And, you know, so... it's And it's, it's, it's putting yourself in the situation, right? It's yes. how, far, how far do you want to rewind the yes. tape? It's the... You know, yeah, okay. If he's if he's actually in that conflict and yes. somebody's hitting him with a skateboard, right. then at that point, yes, technically, you probably are allowed to defend yourself at that point, but, or but, there's a te- defense to be made. But you drive across state lines, you trot around with an AR-15 on a public street, on a public street during a during, during a riot a, a, or a protest, whatever you want to call it, a riot. A the protest, label, the whatever. labels are all difficult now too. We don't know. It's politicized. Right. It's all the Democrats and people on the left will call it a protest. 
the, the reactionaries and the right wing will call it a riot. And so whatever you want to call it, this kid is not qualified to be walking around town. That's not even his. And for well, him to, for but, him to be firing off rounds, but in he's the street, but he's an American citizen and there's a constitution. We're all Americans. He's, he doesn't need your permission, Sean. He's free to roam about the country. He's, he's I, born a free American. Law enforcement, he law enforcement in this case, my understanding was provided him, uh, or he provided them water or he, they gave him water yeah, at some point. They was, like thanked him for being thanks, there and there hey, was a thanks, water man, exchange. for being out here to you know support us, whatever. Like if you're a law enforcement officer, you see a 17 year old kid walking around your town with an AR 15. Don't you think something has gone terribly wrong and something has gotten to the point where either we've lost control or we can't handle the situation. And shouldn't that be a realization for law enforcement to say, What's really going on? Here? So there are some reports that say that he was acting as a militia and trying to assist the local police. Don't you love the Revolutionary War story, Sean? <laughs> as soon as the Redcoats start storming Kenosha, Wisconsin, that's when he needs to get out there with the rifle. It's. I think we all try to think that we're living in a more powerful time. That's that's kind of what I've looked at. Is it's the is this is this the Revolutionary War? Is this the blood of tyrants having to be refreshed? No. And are these the blood of tyrants, or are these the blood of skateboarders? This is 1968 in, in a different way. Yeah, this is the growing pains of a generation uh, grappling with racial injustice, grappling with political decay of a system that's no longer working for almost anybody. And so that's that's what Trump was in 2016, and that's what these uh, protests and but the riots. The pendulum is going the opposite direction. It's going the opposite direction. Trump Trump won because he was a reaction. He tapped into this, and the people yes. of Wisconsin absolutely voted Republican for the first time since 1988. Absolutely, likely. and he won a lot of states. He probably would not otherwise have won if the Democrats had not run Hillary Clinton. And I, I'm firmly convinced of that you're living in the past, but. That, that, but that's the pendulum swift, though, right? It's, it's shifting the other way where the left is going to have these actions. And so where does that leave us? It, it, it has that 1968 feel. And that's, that's something we've, that's kind of been a theme throughout the summer on this show is that it does feel like we're living in 1968 again. Yeah, and then throw on the pandemic in 1918 over the top of it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. It's the but, most bizarre year. But my point is that that was, that, what, 1968 let's you know that was 50 years ago right thereabouts so why are we fighting why don't we have same... wise boomers to lead us through this <laughs> they lived it through the first <laughs> yeah, yeah i was gonna say the people that are in charge now largely were alive yes at least on the national level yes we're almost all alive through that i'm pretty but sure bernie those... was the one throwing stuff bernie was the one getting hauled away by uh, <laughs> by, by kamala harris officer joe biden <laughs> police officer kamala harris uh, Crazy but, old cracker. <laughs> Whoa. Why, Whoa. <laughs> easy, Hank. Oh, easy. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. But why is it we're, we're grappling with these same issues 50 years later? Why, why, why aren't we? That's the question I have. Why aren't we better off than we were 50 years later on these issues? We're in a pandemic and we're all just pissed off. So anytime anything happens, we're going to throw shit. That's what's happening now. I think we're just mad. And we're not willing to rise up and yell at our governor who says 30 more days of face masks as he read a report. But, I mean, is the face mask the thing so or is it just other. people watching people that look like them get shot in the back seven times? They're like, I can't keep watching this. Yeah. No, I think, I think there's – I don't know that we have the attention span to actually deal with it, Sean. And that's, and that's the concern I have is that today – and that transitions back into what brought us here – the NFL and the NBA and other pro sports are are being. Uh, I'm getting messaged on things that don't matter. Stop DMing me, people. I'm a celebrity trying to do a show. Stop telling me what you want. Um, that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts, the New York Jets, the Green Bay Packers, and the Washington Football Team, formerly known as the Redskins, uh, canceled practice and scrimmages today to reflect. And to think and to basically push pause, the NBA, because the Bucks said they're not playing last night, the NBA canceled all of their playoff games and said they're not hosting any of them. Uh, the NBA teams met last night and voted yada, yada, yada. 
And well, I think the NBA season is still in flux. I think they don't know what is, they're doing. But the, the two Los Angeles teams said they don't want to play anymore. They want to be done. Correct. Apparently, they made that statement and kind of left because weren't they? They were the first two teams to leave whatever meeting they had, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they walked out essentially. Yeah. Crazy times. This is a labor strike, though, as opposed to a boycott or whatever else you want to call it. And I understand that in the CBA, they don't, they can't strike, but they're doing it anyway, which I think is remarkable. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, but at the end of the day, these players know that they have the leverage, especially this year with these conditions. All of the heroics that everybody's gone through to try to get to this point to even have. Well, they're 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 saying that even we have the the power to take that away for a greater purpose, which I think is it's it's, it's noble, right? Very okay. unique. It's noble, and maybe this is the moment to strike. But the, after after you say we're stopping until you do what I want, the next part is what outcome do you want? What do right. you want to have changed? Right. Do you want somebody arrested? Do you want to have a policy changed? What are you what are you trying right. to achieve? Because you can't just stop working forever, right? What are we what are we doing? Maybe we do stop working forever. They can they the can stop sports. they can stop working for the rest of the season and then see where it goes from there. Because really what this is 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 just to stop the people that that go home at night, work a nine to five, turn on the NBA game, you know, fall asleep at eleven o'clock, whatever. You know, it's it's to get those people's attention. It's not to get the attention of people that generally follow politics or whatever else it's it's really to demonstrate they want to bother my father-in-law who just wants to get off his job at three o'clock crack a beer and bet on an nba game they want to make the average person that's not thinking about these issues say oh man this is weird why is this happening well apparently the milwaukee bucks were i mean i think before they left this left the arena were on like a video call with the lieutenant governor of Wisconsin, and they were trying to come up with things to actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess um, Jordan's kind of come out, Michael Jordan, because he, he's a uh, he's the only um, minority majority stakeholder in the team, and so he's he's told the owners as an owner, he's like, you guys need to listen before you tell these guys what to do. Mm-hmm. And some of the owners seem to be more receptive. This also came only a, a couple of days off of the what the four year uh, anniversary of Kaepernick's official kind of statement as to what his issues were and the commissioner in the NFL saying, I probably should have listened to him then. And we wouldn't, maybe we had made a little progress in this point. So that came ahead of all this just in the couple of days ahead of it. And then, then things really kind of blew up. So, so this is where we get into prediction time and we'll start with, we'll start with Zach. Does anything come out of this or do a bunch of people just cancel their sports subscriptions and say, I'm not paying for Disney plus anymore and ESPN and I'm just sitting it out and pissed off and no red, red zone and, and the hell with it. I'm not sure if anything that we'll be able to see initially will be tangible will come out of it. I do think you're going to see some kind of push for money or F like for players to tell the league, you need to take some of your, influence and, and use it in this way. And I know that Jordan and Nike had already volu- had said that they were going to donate a pretty good chunk of money over a span of time uh, over the summer. I think you'll see some of that. I have heard that some of them are said, you know, maybe the best thing we can do is to have, have the games and have representation of things we want imagery, you know, hashtags or whatever those are worth, but and which they already have done. And a lot of the, the NBA stuff there and be making the statement while we're there. And so people can see it as opposed to just disappearing. And then if they don't have the games, then they don't really have the platform. Um, they're not on TV as much. So maybe they'll see some visible stuff out of that. How much they get done. It's one of those things you're kind of what can get done. It's, it's, it's not an overnight thing. It's not everything is going to be fixed right away. Cause sometimes you see some of these situations and that happen on either side and you're like, Somebody has to stop. Like somebody has to look at themselves and say, I'm going to make a different decision in this moment. And it doesn't seem like that's coming yet. The NBA has gone full all in on trying to recognize the message. The courts, hell, the players jersey say black lives matter, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got buttons on referees. It's all mm-hmm. they've gone. They've gone full in. But what does that even mean at this point? But is, so that, so now what, it's become what? Yeah. What what is the objective? Right. So that's my question, Sean. 
the impossible the impossible it, question. I need you to solve it on Boss Hog. It's going to be interesting because usually with with a labor strike, as I understand labor strikes, is that there's a concrete demand, whether wh- whatever that is, and so if you meet that concrete demand, then we'll go back to work. And so the question is, what it, what are going to be the demands of the players in order for them to resume or maybe play next year or whatever? And that's what I would look for. And so as far as I, I agree with Zach, that I, I don't think that there's going to be a, a tangible, oh, LeBron stopped playing. So now everybody's friends because we want LeBron to play. So let's all hug and be friends. Like that's not going to happen. So that's that sort of utopian ideal. That's not going to happen. But it's it's just this long slog that we're in. We don't have time for a long slog. Some people we're, bet on the Lakers to win the championship, and that's got to happen. And Chase isn't here, and there's the empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and people's kneecaps are going to get crushed if the Lakers don't follow through. What I would look for are what are the concrete demands of the players, and how are those met? And is it going to be something more broad, like to fund the police and, and whatever that means to them? Or is it going to be something more like, well, we need more messaging or whatever, which I don't think the players honestly were really all that crazy about as far as, oh, let's put Black Lives Matter. And one of the things that just drives me insane about my sport, hockey, is they just have, <laughs> they didn't do really anything. They just have a big black screen with white letters that just says end racism. And I'm like, who is this for? Who who is is there a racist guy that's out there that sees that? It's like, oh man, I gotta change my ways. I mean, in Winnipeg, <laughs> I don't think they understand. Well I, like I, I don't know if that connects to, to NHL world. But it's it's to the whole, you know, so this sort of message about in racism, and I want to put it in a, a a black background with white letters, and it's just that that's nothing concrete. And I don't think that the players really push for that. Especially in the NBA, I don't think the players push for that as much as real concrete change. So I guess wait for the players to come out, speak, see what they're going to say, see what their demands are. They're just saying they're done this year. They're done this year. Like it's just, they have all the leverage though. This is the most interesting thing is that no replacement players. There's a bunch of college players doing nothing. Sean, the Lakers have to play on. Hey, I love, I love guys from IU. Didn't just get fired and swept out of the playoffs. I love guys from IU that aren't playing in the pros. I love Christian Watford, Jordan Hulls and all these guys that I love to college, but that ain't going to happen. So the question is what's the next step? Well, let's wait to hear from the players. What the next step is. Cause I think they hold all the cards really. This and, could be their opportunity to come up with some actual concrete things yeah. because it's been so vague. And part of the problem is getting people to understand and want to understand. Some people don't. Um, that they're like, well, there's not actually systematic. They don't understand what systematic racism is or they did not because they don't understand. They don't see it. Like, I'm not going to see it in the existence that I live. Um, not when you're only allowed I'm to not, go to Kroger I'm in I'm the not, post office in your bank and back home yeah. and a podcast once a week. Um if you're lucky. And so it's not something I'm going to experience. So if, if they can say, this is the things we want to see in the short term with these long-term goals and come up with ways of like examples of this is what's actually happening. And like one of the, the, the starkest example for me out of the whole Kenosha thing was that this guy, there was a scuffle. He gets shot seven times. This kid comes up, open carries, shoots people, Walks by police yeah. on his way yeah. out. Yeah. People are yelling. He's a shooter. He walks by the tank and walked and just and they they're like, get out of here. Well, he's and even put his hands up. He in has the hands video up. Where he's like, I'm surrendering, giving that sort of universal sign of, you know, whatever. And and they just keep rolling by. Like, and no, kid, giant, I don't need any more water. They're million dollar tanks that that they're they're saving for. I don't know what the invasion of whoever and. And he's standing. He's got his, it's that is remarkable. I mean, that, that that's when I watched, when I watched the video, so, I thought I lost track of the right guy because obviously I I lost yeah, him. I lost. That's I, not him. Yeah, that's literally what I thought. The police when I saw obviously it. would take him into custody, yeah. just like the police took every white mass shooter into custody. The what? the guy in South Carolina, the guy out in uh, Colorado that shot up the movie theater. This is where I looked at it and said. I am really glad I'm not on the ground there because I can't tell what's happening from the video, let alone what's happening on the ground. He, it's chaos, right? It's chaotic, but that's 
that's purportedly why we have law enforcement on the ground is to put order from the chaos. And even then you've got a guy that just killed two people, whether justified or not walking away and people are saying to be walking the guy and he's got his hands up, obviously surrendering and they just drive past him. Like so bizarre. in what world is that good police work? Like in what world is that competent? Anything? If nothing else, if you knew shots were fired, I would think that you see a guy who's open carrying. You're yeah. like, we need to, we just yeah, need to hold on. We need and to hold, hold on to him for just a second. In to their defense, yeah. it's Kenosha and they've had a hell of a week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're ready. I don't know. It, but I mean, just, that's why we pay them. That's why, they, that's why they have this universal respect from all respectable people is because this is their job. Yeah. And so if yeah, you're, but they were running the DUI checkpoint last Wednesday. <laughs> If you can't, if you can't apprehend a suspect without putting seven in his back, I don't care if he's got a knife. I don't care whatever. And you try to use the taser, whatever. You should not be a police officer like that. That was not in any way a way to bring in a suspect or, or whoever. If he had warrants, I don't care. You know, so the, the media narrative really whitewashes to lack of a better term, uh, Rittenhouse with, oh, he was out there earlier. Cleaning, oh, yeah, up, cleaning up graffiti. Cleaning I up was graffiti. Like, and I was like, holy shit. Did he walk old ladies across the street too? Like, like what <laughs> in what world are you talking about all the good features about this guy that killed two people? And he might've been a murderer. I don't know. Versus the guy that gets shot seven times. They're like, you know, by the way, he had a knife in the car. If you're looking at it critically as Sean, if, if, if Rittenhouse calls you up and says, Hey Sean, I, I need to employ you. Yeah. What are you, what, what are you looking at for him? Uh, it, as a defensive strategy. If, if I was representing Rittenhouse, he's not making a statement to police. He's asserting his Fifth Amendment. I'm getting every single bit of discovery I can get as far as every camera, every, everything that's out whatever there. the police have, I need it. And then we, we review that. He's not making any public statements. I'm not out there grandstanding like a a-hole uh, attorney who is just out for the glory or, or more money or whatever. And just see where the facts and the evidence go and just really kind of develop that defense. If he's saying that he felt like he was threatened in his life, you know, for his life and whatever happened before, after the videos that we saw develop those things, but develop them behind the scenes. You're not going to win that battle in the media. Right. I mean, initially they kind of give him that sort of preferential treatment, but that's not how, that's not how cases won or lost. And you look at it and it, 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 what, what we kind of opened with is it feels like you've got everybody trying to trying to try this case mm. through Reddit yeah. and memes and whatever crowdsourced research that they can From do that video, though, he is. I don't know how you're going to say that was justified just from the video that I've seen. Where. You know, one of the people he killed was apparently rushing him because he shot somebody else. Right. He's trying to get the gun away. And it's just, it's such a chaotic situation and whatever. So, you know, they charge first degree murder, which may have been overcharged. Uh, and then maybe they'll get something like a reckless homicide or something along those lines down the road. But either way, I mean, it's just, it's a tragedy all around, but these people are emboldened by a, a reactionary media that's telling them, you got to take your country back. This isn't, you know, this is chaos. This is you're looting. A, this is a foot soldier in the war for the presidency. We all are. And, and so, you know, if you, if you really take those narratives seriously as a young man would, and you see all this chaos and everything happening and you hear the president and you hear all these other people saying, you know, these patriots got to stand up for liberty and these people, like just these things are not falling on deaf ears now. And so I think you're going to see, unfortunately, more people like him rather than fewer and there's no either leadership option is is not going to solve this you know you got biden and you've got trump neither of these people are going to solve i wish there was another alternate and yet maybe there is <laughs> my i checked the indiana ballots can have at least three names on it. okay they got three, three names on it but so if you don't like door one or two you do have a third choice. you can choose door number three i got in a, a twitter uh conversation last night with Stephen Holder of the Indianapolis star mm. uh, and a bunch of his other readers. And it was the, I don't like either of these guys. I wish there was another choice. And people are like, well, you're throwing your vote away. So I, I had that throw conversation your vote away argument. Night. Yep. I had, I got to have that last night and I said, Trump's going to win Indiana no matter what I'm going to vote my conscience and sleep. Okay. And yeah. 
I'll be fine. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. But there's no vote leader. For, vote for Biden. Trump's going to win Indiana no matter what you do. There's no leadership on the horizon that that will solve the problem of a written house or solve a problem of reactionary violence against the what protests if, and rioting and things like that. What if we controlled social media and threw Alex Jones in jail? <laughs> they already put him in tri- Twitter jail. I don't know how much worse they can do him. I saw, Goof, AJ. I saw that there was a fund to help Rittenhouse. I'm going to sneeze. It's not COVID related. Shut it down. Yeah, they, they shut, shut down there. the Rittenhouse, which is interesting that they did that. And but. that the other one was the one for Blake was north of a million dollars in like a day. All right. Which so is terrifying. Somewhat briefly, yeah. Sean, you've you've suffered through observing two oh, weeks gosh. of political conventions. Um, anything worthwhile? Anything worthwhile? There's that, there's that non-COVID related sneeze I was promising. My reaction is that the Democrats did not tell any voter who is open-minded whatsoever anything about what they're going to do. It was all about, you're going to have the opportunity to do this. You're going to have the possibility of this. It's not about what are we actually going to do. And so it was so all, they were being honest about how they can't actually accomplish anything as a federal government? If you, want to, if you want to read it that way, absolutely. I mean, they didn't promise anything. They didn't have any specifics about any policy whatsoever. And it's just the typical, it was kind of a throwback in a lot of ways for the Democrats because it was kind of like that sort of biography of, oh, this is what my family did and this is what my parents did and this is who I am. And like none of it relates to policy or what they're actually going to implement. The GOP, on the other hand, they went full on crazy Monday night (laughs) and I really enjoyed that. Uh, the St. Louis show was on display. Oh my and the, gosh. So I, the McClaskies, the McClaskies were there holding their guns. And I heard that the Nick, uh, uh, we'll call him Mark Swardson because I've already forgotten his name, but the kid that's always in the, uh, the Adam Sandler movie, Sandman, Nick Swardson or Nick Sandman, uh, was on CNN. Who's paying him, uh, mm. a settlement was on CNN in the convention. Well, let's uh, start with the McClaskies okay. because the McClaskies full crazy. Uh, they were, they were saying that Joe Biden will abolish the suburbs, which I'm not sure how or, or to what extent he can or, or would do that. Um, and just indicate, just had this whole, like so they were trying to scare the hell out of the gate. But they were crowd. so creepy though. It felt like I was watching something from the purge where it was like crime should be legal just for tonight. And then you can <laughs> shoot all the black people you want. And, it was just it was that whole presentation and just the the way it was it was nothing on the soundboard over there was just remarkable. I guess it producer was just, Chris is back, and, that, and that's some that's something based on some policy that's been in place yes. with HUD funding. Right. And well, they talked a lot zoning about zoning. Something it's yeah. and, and as the uh, as the attorney for the planning commission, I can tell you that um, those people in those mansions they'll be fine. Who the Book of Armament? What was that? Give me that to me again. Consult the Book of Armament. Consult the Book of Mormon. So, so they were crazy. And then Kimberly Guilfoyle, I don't know if you saw her. No. She was full on. Who the hell is Kimberly Guilfoyle? She what? is Don Jr.'s girlfriend. She used to be on Fox News. Time out. Okay, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. We, 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 yes. we have gone to that level. Zach, <laughs> Zach's triggered as much as I am. I mean, well, because yes. I did see the, the speaking list. Girlfriend, not fiance. Girlfriend. So I did. See, I saw the speaking list at one point, and it was half yes. Trump's. Like ha- like a, there was a or twelve that person for list. Him. And it was Kushner. Yes. and both of his kids, and then his daughter, and it was like yeah, it was like half people that were like family members. It was and then a, his son's girlfriend <laughs> was a speaker at the national convention for his party. Could be the daughter-in-law. We don't know. Not yet. If she girlfriend, plays her cards right. Not even fia- maybe a future fiance, but not a maybe a future ex-wife. How long until she's no longer allowed? I don't know. But it was it was incredible because she was just shouting at the top of her lungs to an empty room about America <laughs> and all this stuff, and just like all just. The energy was just so insane. I can't even convey it properly. And just, she just had this, just, I know I can't even explain it. It was so disturbing. And, uh, I didn't sleep real good that night. It was really I haven't bad. watched a minute of this. I, I have no idea how the ratings are. So one of the nights really I, I sucked. Know. It was really boring. Uh, and, and then they had the, the Nick kid, uh, who got canceled. And his reward was to be on the Republican convention and get all this attention. And he'll be a future, like he'll be a future TP, Senator TP USA guy, or like he'll work for Ben Shapiro or whatever. 
And uh, so he was saying how he got canceled real hard and then he wore the MAGA hat and just, yeah, so much of it was just Trump's. It was just people that he was related to. And then Kimberly, uh, no, Kaylee uh, McEnany, his press secretary, his press secretary gave a speech. <laughs> that's, that's how frisky it is for people to speak for him. We don't trust anybody. And, then, and she went through this long personal story and I felt so bad for it. She's like, and then President Trump called me. Her boss, she asked how he asked how I was doing, and that just meant the word. It's like he shows the base amount of human compassion, and that's like his big story. Oh, President Trump called me when I went through this big medical procedure. <laughs> it's like you know, if if my secretary or somebody that worked for me went through a big medical thing, I would do a little bit more than just call him. It's just it's just in the 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 cult of personality with Trump is just getting to a, to a fever pitch, especially with the COVID and the protests and riots and all these things that are happening. And, but, but the fact that he can only find people that are related to him, it's like, it's, that's his circle of trust. Well, like he, he won't go beyond that. Well, then he had some people where, where some people sworn in, like are given their citizenship. Yes. And they didn't know that they were yes. going to be, he did not tell them. He didn't tell them they were going to be part of the, the, our, the, the national He literally convention. used brown people as props. <laughs> God bless America. It's just fantastic. I love this. Country. We just, I just love this time. That's why I didn't God. watch. I didn't watch either one of them because I'm like, it's the most insane propaganda yeah. moments. Well, ever. the Democrats were just boring and the, the Republicans really did kick it up a notch with all the, just the pageantry and all this stuff. And I'll you know, if it know was, the libertarian convention was a real convention and it was cringy too. It yeah. Was because it was a zoom convention. The Zoom stuff it wasn't doesn't work. speeches. It's like Zoom. It's like Saturday Night Live Zoom. It just doesn't work. It's all pre-recorded. There's no energy there. Or you have some nutcase like Kimberly Guilfoyle just yelling in an empty room. Just like they would usually probably like take you to like Ball Ball Hospital get checked out if you were doing that. <sighs> all right. Good times. We're in a great place, America. I'm so optimistic about our future. <laughs> Things are awesome. <laughs> Things are going great. I feel great. It's awesome. I'm so optimistic. We have more beer. Future. Yeah, we uh, we may have to make a run. All right. Well, we are we are at that point in the show where we've run out of notes, and that generally means we start final thoughts. Uh, Producer Chris isn't here, but we'll give the soundboard one more opportunity, one final more opportunity from the soundboard to do anything that it would like to play one final thing. I'm throwing things at the soundboard operator soundboard operators doing his best Chris Guffey yes. imitation. I hit it in the shoulder. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> so forget so, you dead. <clears throat> yeah, we are in full pandemic mode over there with the, <laughs> uh, are you just on English humor over there? What 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 are we doing? <laughs> yeah, are we on a this Monty is, Python this is, this kick or mine, something? This is all Monty Python now. Have you found the witch? I'm waiting on Bert and Ernie next over there. I see some Star Wars. I see Michael Scott. I heard there was a Michael Scott quality presentation over at the courthouse. I think, so, I think some quotes. Out of, I think some quotes out of Ricky Bobby that <laughs> would have been great for the RNC convention. Right, donkey, <laughs> donkey. That was Mike Myers. Donkey. All right. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. You get it. We both have layers. <sighs> Worst episode we've ever done. Sean, thanks for being a part of it. Do you have Pleasure. anything? Do you have, we get in trouble, Galleon and Rao. You call 5-2-something and, and you, and you seven, wait on hold. 765-529-3787 for all your legal needs. We'll be here for you. I really don't have anything else. It's just, Kyle, I'm just so. We're I'm waiting s- on your call. I'm so overwhelmed with the state of the world. It is just, you just wake up and you're just like, is this still happening? I'm just numb to is it. Is this just, is this just the way things are now? Everybody. Uh, okay. Just go to work. Try to put to your do, head down. Start blocking people or even just telling them that they can't do things. I'm a moderator in a Facebook group that Jeremiah <laughs> calls a cesspool. It is. I merely, I merely said, <laughs> I merely said, you're no longer allowed to accuse people of crimes without actually providing yeah. evidence. And they just cleared out and started another group where they're act, where they call themselves uncensored. But uncensored. I hear that they're censoring people, like they're censoring language and stuff. But it's false advertising. Yeah, I'll help you soon. I but was 
They disappeared. Oh, can we do that? <laughs> can we please have a Facebook lawsuit? Hey, if you because uh, the content would be good. The, the funny thing is, if you have a filing fee, you can sue anybody. So if you got one hundred and seventy four dollars, I know. But then at, once you file, then we've got it. You then we got to start paying you. Unless this is just what we do over beers. No, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> for the good, I of like the, you guys, but for, I'm not filing for the good frivolous of the people, lawsuits. For the good of the people, let's do a frivolous he's lawsuit not, over not, beers. He's not going to sue Facebook for free. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just the people in the Facebook groups, because uh, I think there's some people that have a case. Uh, <laughs> so, Mister Cesspool Moderator, what's uh, what's what do you got over there? How do people join your terrible, terrible group? Oh man, I'm not even going to talk about it. Um, it occupied so much of my time for a couple of days. Stop there. doing it. And then, well, then it was so, so much so great though. I just deleted like two posts and said, you're not allowed to do this anymore. And all those people left and they don't, they don't bug me anymore. So it's, it got a lot quieter in there. Um, but just, uh, always pushing L and K farms. Uh, they're doing some semblance of this, the sulfur Springs community days events this weekend. So there's going to be a five K. I won't be there, but if somebody wants to go out, there was, Suffer in the heat, go for it. There was a full page ad in the uh, the Career Times this week, and it had a picture of the mud bog. And I went, "Oh my god, they're doing the mud bog," and oh, I'm not no. involved. That... And nobody told me, and I'm busy this weekend. And then I look at the schedule, and like that was like, a noobs, yeah. They put the picture of the mud bog in there, and then I looked at the Middletown paper, the real paper of record for all of Harrison paper Township. Of record. And uh, fun no fact, mud bog. fun fact, I put my legal notices in the Middletown news. Of course, you do. A little bit. I met, the, I met the guy I'm who sorry, owns. Travis. I met the guy who owns the Milltown News and didn't know that's who that was. I see him. He's a runner. The Coopers. I see. I see him everywhere. Yeah. And someone's like, "Oh, he, uh, Nate Lamar been on the show." Was he's like, "Oh, I, I, there's some other races come up. Let me ask this guy. He'll know what's going on." I've seen this guy in Indianapolis everywhere running all the time. He usually passes me when I start to die. He just <laughs> he just trot, trots on by me, and uh, he's like, "Oh, this is who this is." And I was like, "Oh, I know who you are," and then realized, "Yeah, he." His family is the paper. In Whole thing. So, yeah, there's a 5K. There's a kid's pedal pull. I noticed that. So uh, hit up one of the Chapmans. All the Chapman families involved. They're big parts of this show. Uh, so if you're around on Saturday, go uh, go visit the Sulphur Springs. And Jeff- is it Jefferson Township or Harrison Township? I think it's Jefferson Township. Yeah. I think it'll be the kind plan- of like- The planning commission attorney ought to know what, what where those townships are up yonder. <laughs> you need to put the name of the town and the township on the fire trucks because then everybody would know because... The worst time to have a fire is during like Memorial Day Parade or the Moreland Parade because every township volunteer fire department has all their trucks in the parades. I know they arrange coverage, but it's I'm like, oh, those they got a new truck, they got a nice truck. There we go. So check out uh, check out our friends up at L and K. Check out the for, fire trucks, produce. Yep. Go see a parade when we're allowed to uh, to gather again. Uh, I wanted to bitch publicly for the group. I made fun of some people that I said, uh, I don't care if your Facebook changed on the computer or not. You're boomers. Uh, it was, it wasn't all better in 2005. If they give you back your old Facebook you had when you signed up in 2010, uh, or 2009, like everybody else, when you signed up for Facebook and it became cool, uh, you would bitch and freak out and be mad about writing on walls and all this stuff that happened. So when Facebook updates, it just accept it and move on. I got the Facebook update on my computer and I said, they're just giving me a shitty version of mobile on the desktop and I'm not happy about it. And I, I, and it says that I could switch back to my regular version until September, but September happens in like three days. You, you so, actually look at Facebook on a computer uh, to do this show, to do um, the work of the people. Say, my, Zach, la- my laptop hasn't been turned on since like July. This laptop uh, gets used to produce this podcast. That is the only reason this pod, this is, laptop exists. is, I mean, like I got, I got on Facebook in college when you had to have an EDU to get on there. Yes. And there is, the, there are two things two things that might be the most confusing things that will ever happen in your life is when a social like Facebook reorganizes its page and you don't know how to get around. And when your grocery store reorganizes and you walk in, <laughs> you have no idea where anything is. It's a very similar feeling of disoriented. I have three devices that I use. I have an Apple iPhone. I have an Android Motorola, whatever the hell. And I have an IBM ThinkPad, Lenovo, IBM ThinkPad. Uh, all three of them have Facebook. All three of them operate differently, and now they're all going to have a different version of mobile that I have to try to figure out how the hell to work. The ThinkPad on. is vintage. It is classic. It's classic. It is and a T four twenty. I, just I want, have all of one hundred and twenty five dollars <laughs> wrapped up in this. Thing. I just want people to learn on Facebook that if you see a question or a thing and you want to know what happens with that post, you tap the three little dots and you can turn on notifications. No, you type. You in don't following. have to type in following. I'm following. 
Oh, or the period. Yeah, the yes. period. I was just like, just, just a thought. <sighs> I was in a final, final Facebook thing today. I was in a Facebook group for a camping thing, and the people were saying, How many nights have you spent in your camper? And I played full boomer, and I said, I normally sleep through the night, but sometimes I have to get up to pee. That's full boomer. Five likes so far. I'm winning the RVing tip <laughs> Facebook group. That's like five chuckles in a very large room. <laughs> I'm so happy uh-huh. with myself. So happy with myself. Unfortunately, I won't be on Facebook anymore after this happens because I'm not going to know how to make it work. That's enough of this. This is episode 174 in the can. I'm told we're probably on vacation in observance of the Labor Day holiday perhaps next week. So I wouldn't look for a new show for about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. We'll see you then. Alrighty. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com. <laughs>